0: This is the Rolling With Tay podcast. I'm your host, Tasia, a.k.a. Tay, and this is episode seven, and I have Caleb Smith. Caleb is a certified skate IA instructor, an aggressive skater, a ultra skater. He'll explain more. Uh, Caleb is also sponsored by rollerblading framing company, Wish, FR Skates, solar backpack company, Melio Designs, and BigWillBlading.com. Welcome to the podcast, Caleb.
1: Hello, hello. Thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> Thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. Um, I'm super interested <laughs> in, in what ultra skating is and how you got started into it. So, but first, take us to the beginning and what sparked your interest in skating?
1: Um. So when I was 5 my mother was in college and this was in the mid 90s rollerblading was really huge. My mom got a pair of rollerblades, she got me a pair of rollerblades. Um I still remember the first time I put them on, I just absolutely fell in love and just like was never able to stop skating. Um and then obviously, you know, as as I got older, the the different disciplines of skating started to to show and I found aggressive skating which I did for a really long time in my career leading up until where I'm at now which is ultra skating so I've kind of just been I started when I was five and I just could never stop
0: wow (laughs) five years old that's pretty cool and your mom skated as well and got you into it yeah
1: yeah she skated you know all my siblings I have five siblings uh three sisters and two brothers and they all gave it Gave it a try over the years, which was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> but I'm the only one that ever stuck with it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's pretty cool. Okay, so can you explain what ultra skating is and how you got into it?
1: Yes. So the best way I've come to describe ultra skating is it, it's parallel to ultra running. Obviously, it's skating, um, And usually the way I define it is it's any distance over 26 miles, which is a standard marathon, done in consecutive days. Uh Um, It's kind of, you know, I kind of just let the term ultra describe it. You know, I'm often doing really big distances, and I'm stacking them day after day. So I'll do, you know, a five-day skate where I'm trying to cover 500 miles, by myself. And I'm skating down highways, you know, frontage roads, trails, you know, any sort of concrete that I can use to get me from one destination to another. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a high, it's like an endurance sport. It's just like ultra running, but I'm on skates. And, and right now I'm generally by myself.
0: (laughs) Wow. Okay. So, with these, these, these trips, right? Yes. Um, how much gear do you take?
1: Well, uh, before I get to gear, I, I guess I forgot to answer your, the other part of the, the first question, how I got into ultra yes, skating. Yes. Um, so I, I grew up trick skating, obviously doing aggressive skating, skate parks, stuff like that. Um, and as I got into my mid twenties, a lot of my friends were skating less, you know, we were all kind of, Going off into different career directions, you know, starting families and stuff. And and I was skating by myself more often. And, and when you're doing aggressive skating, it's not as fun by yourself because it's mm-hmm. a high-risk sport. It's it's kind of a community sport. We're all kind of pushing each other. So by yourself, it's it's not as fun. And so I started skating for fitness just by myself. And I really was like, whoa, I, you know, I kind of forgot what this is like. I've been doing tricks for so long. I forgot mm-hmm. what just skating is like. And I started to fall in love with it. And I'm from Iowa, which is a huge cycling state.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's an event. I don't know if you've ever heard of it called Ragbri.
0: Oh, no, I haven't.
1: Ragbri is the Register's Annual Great Bicycle Ride Across to Iowa. Uh, six years ago, my partner at the time was a cyclist right when I first started distance skating. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I was just skating around town like 10 miles at a time, you know, 20 miles maybe was was a – a, uh, that seemed really crazy to me to skate 20 miles. I would think that was a crazy workout. <laughs> um, my partner says, "Oh, I think I'm going to ride on Ragby this year. This bicycle ride across the state of Iowa. It's a seven day ride from one side of Iowa to the other, and it's basically this huge moving party of of 10 to 20,000 cyclists. It's it's a pretty crazy event, and it just moves across Iowa, going through all these small towns, and you get to see." every little aspect of Iowa life. And it's it's a really cool event. She said she wanted to ride it. And I said, you know, it would be crazy if I tried it on skates.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And next thing you know, I'm at Rag Bry on skates. And I am the lone <laughs> skater amongst 20,000 cyclists. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a really crazy experience for me. Um, and then after that event, I just had this kind of hunger where I said, I I really want to skate a really far distance. Now I I really want to see how far I can push this and, and play with it. And that's before I I was calling it ultra skating. That's before I was, you know, doing the really large distances, but it, it started me on that, that hunger for the kind of endurance, the love of endurance and the, all the great things that you get out of that kind of exercise and activity. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, that (laughs) that makes a lot of sense. I was gonna ask you, were you the only one on on skates there? I,
1: I was yes, I have done rag ride consecutively since then uh this year will be my this year, last year would have been my fifth rag ride except for they canceled in twenty twenty um, the event's been going on for i want to say fifty fifty five years maybe
0: wow
1: it's the it's the one of the lo- largest and longest running cycling events in the world it's It's pretty cool. If you're a cyclist, I would definitely recommend checking it out. Um, and you'll meet I mean, obviously you're gonna meet people from all over the world and they all you know, you're just skating you're just going across Iowa, so you have all day to conversate with people, you know, from all over the world and you hear fascinating stories and it's it's always a really good time. Oh Um, Okay. Oh, I got on a I got on a tangent.
0: No, no, no. No, listen, you're talking to a cyclist here, so I'm <laughs> yes. I'm definitely going to look at this. But, oh. but yeah, so
1: so I was alone the first 2 years and then on my second ragbri, the very last day, uh my part my partner who I'm currently with joined me. She joined me for our first date and it was a 70-mile skate and it was you know, it was a pretty crazy first date. I've definitely <laughs> never had one like that. <laughs> but now she's done rag Bri as well with me. So the next year she joined me, Sonic, who you mentioned earlier, joined me. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of when me and Sonic, me and Sonic had known each other for a couple of years, but we really became close friends on our first rag mm-hmm. And then last year, him, his partner, two other skaters joined my partner and I, so there are six skaters total. So it's kind of been, it's kind of fun because now when I go back to Rag Rai, you know, there's so many thousands of people that you kind of, you know, you get lost in the in the crowd. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's really fun because everybody kind of knows me as rollerblade guy. And every year I show up with a few more skaters and a few more skaters and, they, you know, it's getting kind of fun.
0: Nice, nice. That's super dope. Yeah, I'm definitely going to look into it. Um, Like I said, with me being a cyclist, I don't know about putting on skates and uh, (laughs) skating in it just yet, but um, wow. And your first date. Wow. That's,
1: (laughs) yeah, it was pretty wild.
0: (laughs) I could imagine. So, so when you go on your ultra um, skating trips, um, what type of gear do you take?
1: so the gear has been one of the biggest i mean there's been so many learning curves to ultra skating because obviously there's there's not there's been people in the past before really large distance skates maybe someone skated across the u.s to set a record Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of charity skates done but there's nobody that's done it reoccurring Mm -hmm. so when i sort of started searching for gear and stuff like, you know, what skaters were using. It's really hard to find good. The, you know, the best gear, it seemed like everybody kind of worked with what they had at the time. So the last five years, I've just been sort of working through different pieces of gear to kind of find what works best for ultra skating. And obviously, you know, the lightest weight gear I can find is, mm-hmm. is the best option. Um, I'm doing all of this. I'm also a cook at a restaurant. So I do all of my ultra skating on a cook's budget. So, you know, I'm always (laughs) trying to optimize what I have and and do the best. But yeah, my gear, um, it kind of varies depending on how big the ultra is. Mm -hmm. Um, If it's a, you know, a, a long, a really long distance ultra, before I used to be carrying a larger backpack and I'd carry camping, all sorts of camping gear and stuff. But every time I've done an ultra, I've, you know, I've skated. It's such a long distance and I carry all this weight. And and one thing I learned is everything you carry gets heavier and mm-hmm. heavier and heavier. Yep. So I would say, I'm not using this. or I'm barely using that. What would happen if I take it out of my gear bag next time and just have to fend without it?
0: Mm-hmm. And I,
1: I've kind of done that. And it's been, you know, at times a really wild journey, but I've got my, my gear selection done down pretty good. Um, I'm carrying usually 10 pounds or less of gear
0: okay
1: um i've got an ultralight tent a one-man tube tent um ultralight sleeping bag i have a serape that i like to carry with me it you know it's kind of like a, a blanket almost and that is heavier it's not ultralight it's but it's something i picked up on one of my travels so i generally like to carry that with me because it's like sentimental and it also works great as a sleeping pad so i don't carry a sleeping pad really um my clothing I've gotten whittled down to like, you know, three pairs of of uh, like brief liners. I've got a pair of short shorts, and then I generally carry like six pairs of socks. I like to have two yeah. pairs a day for for three days um, before I got to do laundry. So I'm I'm doing laundry sometimes on these ultras. A lot of the times I'm camping, so I'll just mm-hmm. you know wash my gear at the campsite and just hang it hang it to dry overnight. A um, couple water bottles. I've got a brick. That's actually the heaviest thing I carry is a little anchor brick that mm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: holds 96 hours of charge because I got to charge my watch and my phone. Yeah. Um, and that's about it. I mean, I've whittled down my gear to the last five ultras I've done. I've just gotten it down to next to nothing, which has been pretty fun. It's it's really it's always fun when you're experimenting with gear. Yeah.
0: All right. Cool. So you answered my next question. You typically camp versus sleeping in
1: hotels. I do. Um, There's definitely been times where I've gotten hotels, emergency Mm -hmm. situations. Mm -hmm. Um, The documentary you were mentioning earlier, Ultra, where I skated down Highway 1, I actually got really sick in the middle of that skate. In the middle of the week, I got like, I don't know if it was dehydration or what, but I was really, really just unable to skate. And I had to pull over in this town, get a hotel room, and just... You know, I kept jumping in and out of cold baths and trying to oh. just like, so in, in a rare occasion I get hotel, but no, I, I try to camp the majority of the time. I, I really love camping. Um, that's also another, what I would say defines an ultra skate. Um, mm-hmm. Cause there are events, there's some ultra marathons that are on closed tracks where it's like a 24 hour skating marathon. And there's some things like that in the world um, that are still pretty big, but there's nobody that's going out and kind of, distance skating you know out in nature and that's that's one aspect that makes it really really enjoyable it's all the mm-hmm. nature of the camping even during the day when you're on the road you just oftentimes i'm out in the country and so i'm just skating through the countryside and it's a really beautiful experience um some of my ultras i end up doing a lot of wild camping uh, which was kind of kind of made me nervous at first but i've gotten you know i've i've met so many people on the road now that say oh yeah you know this is my land. Feel free to camp on it. Mm, like, people okay. are always welcome for this. and That's been kind of fun. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love camping. I try to camp on all my ultras.
0: Okay, that's cool. You're combining two things that you love.
1: Yeah, and that, and as far as the gear goes, that, that was the biggest thing is mm-hmm. I'm trying to get my gear down to a point where I'm entirely self-sufficient. I don't need any support vehicle or anybody helping me. I can just carry all the gear I need and make it whichever distance.
0: Yeah.
1: So camping camping adds a challenge but also adds so many benefits to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So do you have a set amount of miles that you want to complete each day?
1: Um not not too often. What I what I generally do now is when I build an ultra skate, I look at a map and I I try to find either where I think I'm camping or cities I'd like to visit. Mm. And I try to kind of build the distance of each day. And I've learned how many days I could do high distances before I need a, a, you know, a shorter day. So maybe I'll do two 60 mile days and then a 40 mile day. But, but generally I like to do at least 30 miles or more in a day. I think, I think that's really good. If I can, if I can start out with a medium day, like Mm -hmm. a 45 mile day on an ultra and then I'll try to, you know, bring the numbers real high and then bring it back down at the end to where the last day is a 30 mile day. Then it's, you know, that's kind of a nice thing to do, but, but generally anything over 30 miles.
0: Okay. All right, cool. So what is the Midwest ultra series?
1: So the Midwest ultra series was my project in 2021. I'm actually really excited to talk about this. Um, I just finished in November and I haven't really spoken to anybody about it. And I've just been sort of digesting it. So the Midwest ultra series started, it was my plan last year to sort of showcase the Midwest because a lot of my ultra skates, I've traveled to places like highway Mm one, you know, or, or, or other, you know, what people would think are picturesque parts of the country. And when most people think of the Midwest, they think it's really boring and really flat. And so I wanted to take an opportunity to showcase the Midwest. Um, But also like so many, there were so many different things that kind of came, came together to create the Midwest Ultra Series. Um, But basically what it was, was my plan was to skate from my house in the capital city of Des Moines, Iowa to all the surrounding Midwestern capital cities. Mm. So I would leave from my front door and skate by myself unsupported to a capital city. So in May, I skated from Des Moines, Iowa to, or in March, I skated from Des Moines, Iowa to Kansas city, Missouri, Uh, a little less than 300 miles. I did it in five days. And I sort of did that. I skated to Omaha, Nebraska, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Chicago, Illinois, and St. Louis, Missouri. Nice. So it was, it was pretty cool. It was, uh, you know, I have friends in all those cities. So it was really fun for me to, I would leave from my house and I would just start skating and I would say, Hey, you want to hang out Saturday? I'm going to be in town. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd say, how are you getting here? I say, I'm skating. I'll be there in a couple of days. <laughs> so that, that's been kind of fun. Um, but yeah, I just also, you know, in 2020 and 2021, I didn't, I wasn't sure how much traveling, obviously 2020, I didn't travel after yeah. the, the, you know, the, pandemic started in 2021 i wasn't sure what events were going to be happening and if mm-hmm. traveling would be a thing so i designed my whole series to basically be in the midwest i would never have to travel i could just skate i would skate to where i would you know my destination city and then my partner would come down to the city and stay for a couple of days or she she join me sometimes in some of the camping we'd stay at state parks um she'd drive in the night and meet me in the campsite and camp for the night um no, it was just a really beautiful way to sort of see the Midwest. And, and it was really enjoyable. And uh, I, I document the whole thing on my Facebook and my Instagram. I sort of do the this, the live stories and, and a lot mm-hmm. of things like that. Um, but yeah, it was wild. I ended up. <sighs> this... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want me to do the stats or what. No, go um, ahead. Yeah. So I skated. So in March, I skated to Kansas City, which was a little less than 300 miles. I did Des Moines to Omaha in three days, which was 185 miles. And I had a friend join me on that one, which was really cool experience because I haven't had a lot of people join me on sort of the more wild ultras I do that are unsupported. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was a really cool opportunity. And then... Let's see, June, I actually went to Georgia, and I skated across the state of Georgia in a cycling event called Bragg, Wow. which was really an incredible experience. Um, it thunderstormed the entire week, every day. Um, there was about 1,000 cyclists on it, and then I was, again, the only rollerblader. <laughs> but it was incredible. It was one of the most enjoyable weeks of my year. It was Georgia was so lush and beautiful; it was just so amazing. Um, and they, it's sort of like ride, but obviously on a much smaller scale. And mm-hmm. they had the whole infrastructure set up with support stands and, you know, campsites predetermined and everything. And that was a really cool event. So that's another one I recommend to cyclists. Um, and it's always in June. It's called Brag Bicycle Ride Across Georgia. Um, and then the next month, I did Ragbri in July. August I skated from my front door to Minneapolis Minnesota for Camp Skate IA. Uh, and I got my skate park instructor certification.
0: Hey, congrats.
1: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it was really it was really fun because a lot of people traveled from all over the country to to go to the camp and and I showed up <laughs> having <laughs> skated there. It was really It's kind of fun and it's given me a really um absurd and interesting perspective on on life Mm -hmm. if that makes sense Mm -hmm. because i sort of you know um i grew up in central illinois so obviously i I skated from des moines to minneapolis and then um, my next skate was from des moines to chicago but i sort of wanted to zigzag through central illinois visit my family in peoria illinois and everything and i've driven back and forth this drive you know, over the last 10 years of my life, I've done this 250 miles to central Illinois so many times. And it was so, uh, so strange to skate the whole thing because, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, it was so different and I was just so present for every moment of
0: mm-hmm.
1: everything that, that it took to get there. And it made me have a, a stronger appreciation, one for, for how everything set up, the ease at which we're all allowed to travel. I think that's something a lot of people take for granted. But also, it's just, I don't know. It's given me this strange perspective on distance, how close things really are and how we tend to think things are further. But they're Mm -hmm. really not that far. Um, So, yeah, I skated from my house to Peoria and then to Chicago. And then the last one was to St. Louis, uh, which I did in the first week of November. I kind of pushed it after halloween which made it a little difficult because it was really cold and rainy yeah. which definitely added a lot of difficulty to it um and then my final skate of the year was i went out to uh, las vegas and i skated to death valley which was kind of my i called it the like dessert to my ultra skating year like I, <laughs> I did all the things i really wanted to accomplish in in this death valley thing i i just really had this desire to go there and skate so i skated from Las Vegas to Death Valley, which was really incredible. It was so incredible.
0: Wow. I can imagine. I think I saw a couple photos and videos on your Instagram page.
1: Yeah. It was just surreal. I mean, I landed in Las Vegas and immediately left the airport and put my skates on and just started skating out of town. Um, And honestly, it was really beautiful. The highway that I was on had a great shoulder for cyclists, Mm -hmm. and it was brand new asphalt um so the first two days I had a shoulder and it was really nice um I did have to do like almost a 6,000 foot climb the first day which is like there was not a lot of shade that's the one thing that it it was like in the 70s and 80s um so it wasn't it didn't feel that bad but there was no shade so and I kept trying to explain that to people like they're like oh the temperature doesn't seem bad and I'm like yeah but I've been in the sun for eight (laughs) hours (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, it was so beautiful. I mean, I was basically surrounded by mountains for four days straight. And as I made my way into Death Valley, it was just like, aside from the periodic um traffic that would pass me, it was just so quiet out there. Mm-hmm. It's really quiet. And that's the whole summer I skated through the Midwest and it was, you know, windy and there's yeah. farm equipment passing all the time and semis. And it was really a lot of traffic, which was you know kind of a crazier part of ultra skating that that i I'll, I'll I'll talk about that more, but yeah, out in Death Valley, it was so quiet, and that was one thing that I think really made it a sweet end to my old midwest mm. Ultra series
0: nice nice what what would you say is the most challenging part of the series
1: mm. i w- I would say that's split between two things, obviously, the first would be like weather yeah weather is a huge challenge um obviously i like i i hope for always sunny days but even then you know with the sun it can get super hot Uh, here in the midwest we definitely had a hot summer um but wind rain everything just like weather can definitely make an ultra skate way more difficult um especially you know, when I plan the Midwest Ultra Series, I try to plan my routes as best I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, I, I don't go pre-drive them or anything. I just use Google Maps, uh, Google Earth, and I sort of build a route. So when I'm out on the route, I have no idea what the pavement's going to be like, what the climbs and the hills are going to be like. And then suddenly, you know, if it's windy or raining, that can make, you know, that can make it an extreme challenge. Um, the very first day of my first skate, of the Midwest ultra series when I was on my way to Kansas city and I left at 6am and I was immediately skating into 25 mile an hour headwinds. Ooh. And at that point, you know, I'm, I'm basically like barely skating, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm skating three, three to five miles an hour, which like on that being the first day of the ultra skate, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. this is <laughs> it Like, and then I immediately was skating into this headwind and it was, it you know I only skated forty miles that day and it took me almost eight hours, mm. which is like you know I should be able to do forty miles in you know three hours or less. Yeah, and so it's like it becomes a physical battle, but also a mental battle because you know at moments you can feel totally silly when you're when you're trying to do this extreme feat, but you're only skating three miles an hour. You're like, man, I gotta look so silly right now. To <laughs> anybody who's looking. But you know, you keep going and you keep going, and you get to the end, and you look back on on you know everything. When I got to the end of that first skate, I looked back on that windy day and, and mm-hmm. everything else that followed, and and I f- I found it always balances out. That's the one, the one beautiful part of ultra skating is no matter how difficult the weather is or or the terrain, it always seems to find a balance, or at least yeah. I seem to find an appreciation for for those things. So. So weather, definitely weather climate is one of the biggest challenges. And then also um, I was really ambitious when I designed this series. Um, And I planned an ultra every month and I found it was very difficult because I I work as a cook in a restaurant. Mm. I was trying to balance working three weeks, being gone for a week to do an ultra coming back where it, it was really difficult balancing all that and training and sort of, maintaining a a relaxed life it was definitely Mm -hmm. near the end i was like it seemed like i would finish an ultra and then i'd only have a couple days before the next one and my mind and body were like needed more time to recuperate yeah (laughs) but it was it was really fun
0: i can imagine (laughs) I, i did this uh challenge a few weeks ago on my bike and like every day like I can ride the century, I can do the hundred miles. But every day I was doing like forty, sixty, another forty, and I'm like, damn, I need to rest. <laughs> like, <laughs> let me take let me take a day off. So I could just imagine on skates and then now you're coming back to work and then you gotta get ready for the next one. Yeah. yeah. I, I I can imagine. So can you share some some more stories like When you're skating, do people like stop? Like as they're driving, do they stop and ask you questions? Uh, Do you find that people are genuinely nice, or are they honking at you? Like,
1: I would say ninety-eight. I would say ninety-eight and a half percent of the time, people are really nice. Maybe even ninety-nine percent. There's always that. Like, I'd say on every ultra skate, I'd probably get two or three people that would honk at me and sort of shake their fist and give me an angry face and, and seem confused at what I was doing. <laughs> yes. The, the people that talk to me, that pull over and talk to me that are friendly also are confused and they say, <laughs> what the heck? I've never seen, you know, never seen anything like this. My, my skates that I'm doing this on are, don't look like your typical rollerblades. My my wheels are 125 millimeter each and mm-hmm. I have three wheels on each skate. So it's like a huge looking skate. Yeah. And so when people see that they haven't, you know, rollerblading kind of hasn't been as popular for the last 15 years. So when they see wheels like that, like, what the heck? And then when they see me skating down the highway, I'm already, you know, just under six foot. So with my skates on, I'm, you know, nearly six, So five, six, six. So I'm a huge guy skating down the side of a highway. So a lot of people, they, they do pull over. Um, I do get, you can tell when a honk is a good honk versus a bad honk, you know, okay. and you'll see them give me a thumbs up people. I like to pull over and take photos of me, which has been a really fun experience. Um, but yeah, you know, when I'm traveling into cities, like everyone has been really positive about it. People think it's really cool. Um, I've only had a couple bad experiences where in, in, and again, it's generally when the people seemed confused, they didn't understand what I was doing. So they just automatically got angry. Um, and I even had a conversation with one guy and explained to him what I was doing. And he, you know, sort of, you know, cooled off and was like, okay, you know, be safe, have a, have a good day. But it is, it's a, it's an interesting thing because you people don't see that I, you know, I, I know it's gotta be really strange to see someone rollerblading down the highway on a place you've driven every day for you know the last 20 years and you've never seen anything like that
0: mm-hmm. so yeah i i can admit i'd probably i would have been like hey i'll do a double take but then i'd get like really happy because i'm like what yeah
1: <laughs> <I'm> like, people, <laughs> what? that is cool that's one of the things that actually really uh helps me when i'm ultra skating is when i see someone and their reaction is so positive and they're so happy or they're you know, they'll slow down, roll their window down, start recording and cheering for me. Like, that's really cool. And that gets me hyped up because it's like you can feel that positive energy.
0: Yeah, I, I would definitely be one of those people like, can I take a picture of you? This is so great. Like, wow. Like, you should see me now. I'm smiling now just thinking about it. Like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> if I ever see you <laughs> on the side of a highway, I'm I'm jumping out.
1: Wow.
0: That's <laughs> that so cool.
1: It's definitely, you know, it's led to some cool experiences. Um, I've had people pull over and offer me places to crash. Uh, One time I was skating across Pennsylvania and a woman pulled over. She asked where I was going and she ended up living on a farm, not, not, you know, 10 miles from where I was going. So her and her husband hosted me on their farm. I got to tour their whole farm. She was a um, falconer. So she had a, you know, a pet hawk. Mm -hmm. And they had horses and goats and all that. So I got to hang out on this farm, you know, and do a cookout with them. And experiences like that, you know, are like totally, you don't get those opportunities that often in life where you just meet a random stranger and they say, whoa, like, you know, obviously you're doing something crazy. So you, yeah, I don't, I don't know why people tend to trust me because I'm doing this (laughs) ultra skating because I would think that I look extra crazy. Um, But people tend to be, you know the ones that are really happy about it they're really open and i've had so many people invite me to crash at their house you know offer me shower and dinner and that's always really nice and then i've made a lot of people a lot of friends that i'm obviously gonna have for the rest of my life which is cool mm-hmm. um it, it's it's just been man where do i start what what let's yeah. see Man, so in death valley this is one of my more recent stories this one was so awesome the third day of Death Valley skate, I skated to this campsite that's right it's right before you actually get into the death valley national park area mm-hmm. and it's a it's an abandoned gold town, and so they there used to be all these trailers and properties there, but now it's just a bunch of slabs and you can camp there mm. um for free so I skated there and I had to carry my food and water because there was obviously that night there wasn't anything there it's just abandoned. So I had to carry my food and water for that day and the next morning so I could get to death Valley. And when I got to this campsite, there was only one camping trailer out there on this slab. And I sort of looked around for a while and and I didn't really want to camp on a slab. So I hiked up this cliff and I set my tent up on this cliff and it was just like really just beautiful. I mean, I watched the sunset. Um, This was just last November when we had that um, lunar eclipse. Mm -hmm. So that night I was on the cliff, we had the lunar eclipse and my, tent is like an all mesh tent so i just got to lay underneath the lunar eclipse and it was like so beautiful and just so quiet um and then the next morning when i woke up i I packed all my gear up and as i was hiking down the little cliff that i climbed the guy from the only camper there had rode his four-wheeler over to meet me and um he was in a i he was 79 years old so i could tell he was an older man and he said hey are you interested in coffee and i said heck yeah So go back over to his camper. He makes coffee and breakfast. This guy just is the coolest guy. He is a retired jazz musician who is just traveling the country and touring just all the beautiful parts of the country. He had this little three-wheeled motorcycle that he would drive around all the state parks and everything. And so he's like. You know, makes me this awesome cup of French press, just like delicious coffee. We're eating fresh blueberries. And he's just like, hey, there's this cool lookout I can drive you to if you want. And then you can skate down the hill. And I was like, sure. So we hop on this guy's motorcycle. I bring my skates. I leave my gear in his camper. We drive to the top of this view, Dante's view, that overlooks all of Death Valley. Mm. It was so beautiful. And it was definitely like it was far. It was out of the way of the path I was taking, so mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have gotten the chance to go there. So he brings me all the way there. You know, he sort of hangs out. He 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 can't walk very well because he he keeps falling on his on his side and his hip and everything's messed mm. up. That's sort of why he's riding around on his his bike. And so he sort of hangs out there, and I I hike around and I look around for a minute, and then we go back and I skate down this huge. I want to say it was about three thousand feet mm. descent. Oh. And he follows me on his motorcycle and I didn't have any gear. So it was really cool. I ended up going 46 miles an hour,
0: what?
1: Um, which is, <laughs> yeah, it was it was sick. And, you know, I just cruised all the way down this massive hill all the way to the bottom, you know, it's probably like four or five minute descent, which is like, doesn't sound like a lot of time, but when you're descending down a hill really fast, like yes. four yes. or five minutes is a really long time. And you're like, it's, it it's, it's, a rush. Um So then we go back to the camper and then he's like, you want to get lunch? So, you know, we go, we drive to this nearby town and get lunch. And then we go back to the camper and he says, if you want, I can carry your gear down in the Death Valley so you can descend down in the Death Valley without your gear. So I've been carrying this backpack for the last three and a half days, you know, and it's just Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. this is, you know, an opportunity I didn't think I'd have. So as we finish lunch and we drive back to the camper, right. As I am, putting my skates on and we're loading my gear onto his bike a pack of cyclists passes by our campsite there's 20 cyclists headed towards death valley so i got to jump on the road the road into death valley it was you know 20 miles of descent and it was brand new pavement and i jumped on with a group of cyclists and just got to cruise with them down this descent into death valley and we had my friend Jim behind us on the motorcycle with his hazards on. So that traffic was not giving us any trouble. And it was just like, all these things came together in this moment to give me this crazy, unique experience that like, you know, I, you know, I don't want to say I'll never have an experience like that again, because obviously ultra skating always surprises me, but Mm -hmm. it was so awesome. And I skated down into the campground and all the cyclists were there and they were like, wow, that was so crazy. And we're all cheering. (laughs)
0: that is so dope wow
1: yeah and then you know jim followed me all the way to my campsite and i set up my campsite in the middle of death valley at this campground and it was cool it was sort of like i became best friends with this guy who's 80 years old you know jazz player never seen ultra skating in his life but he thought it was cool and he was Mm -hmm. just like followed me around for a whole day of my life while i just got to skate and it was just it was so cool and and you know, I, I, hopefully I get to run into gym again. We exchange information and I have so many friends like that where I've just met them and had unique experiences. And the, the couple that I visited out in Pennsylvania, I actually mm-hmm. went back again two years later to visit them. Wow. And my partner came out and we, we went out and had dinner with them. It was so cool. So it's like, you know, people that aren't skaters and might not ever skate, I've still mm-hmm. be- made best friends because of ultra skating. And it's just like, I, I'm really thankful for that.
0: Yeah that's what it's about definitely the experiences oh man that is so cool like I'm just like you make me want to be an ultra skater (laughs) 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 wow that is so cool um do you have any advice for skaters that want to begin ultra skating
1: yes so obviously there's a lot of intricacies to ultra skating. I mean, you're skating on open highways, so it's extreme high risk. There's a lot of danger. Sometimes there's no shoulder. So you're on the road. And when there's traffic, that's like, that's of super serious risk that I try to explain to anybody. Mm -hmm. I've been doing this now for five years and I've definitely been in some pretty hazardous situations, but I've always maintained, you know, 100% awareness never ever think that like you know i make sure that i never allow myself to think i'm ahead of the traffic in some way or i think i like can even if i'm tired and i think maybe i'll stay on the road for an extra second this car you know will go around me i never do that i always play safe with traffic because you know obviously i'm there's not really anybody ultra skating but there's a lot of cyclists out there that have been
0: Mm -hmm. you
1: know tragically taken by by traffic accidents and I don't want that to happen to me. And I obviously wouldn't want that to happen to anybody that's going to try ultra skating. So my first thing that I really would say is like, it's a, it's a really serious thing that goes beyond skating.
0: Mm-hmm. So you want to
1: make sure you're a good skater, like, you know, attaining good skating skills, the ability to like handle yourself on rough pavement in tight situations, you know, good control and maneuverability are like a must have. It's not, I wouldn't say ultra skating is a beginner sport. It's Mm -hmm. something that you get into as you already are good at skating. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so, you know, first things first, get, 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 you know, get good maneuverability and skills at skating so that you can be comfortable and safe in those kind of environments. And then, you know, start collecting the right kind of gear. And then it's sort of, and it's an endurance activity. So, you know, maintaining good physical health, really helps ultra really helps when you're ultra skating Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. do you do any like exercises do you have like like any specific workouts that you do
1: i am a firm believer in yoga i really like to do a lot of yoga Mm -hmm. um one it, it it is a strength enhancing um activity i think a lot of people don't really think of it that way they think it's just like stretching and ouch but mm-hmm. once you get into it and you're doing it for a while, it really helps with flexibility and it does help with strength, especially like the little areas like my knees yeah. and ankles and everything that I use when I'm skating. Um, so yoga is one of the big things. And then, you know, the really fun thing about skating is my training for skating is skating. Yeah. <laughs> so I really love skating around town. Um, I've definitely grown to like put exercises into my skates to kind of turn them into workouts. So I'll do a lot of like mountain climbers and push ups and sit-ups and things like that while I'm out on the skate. Um, But, you know, aside from that, you know, just general healthy lifestyle, the yoga, the stretching, just making sure I take care of my body. Um, Not a ton of weightlifting. I'm trying to get into weightlifting to see if that can help me skate any further. But, you know, yoga is something that I really would recommend to a lot of skaters, into anybody generally.
0: Yeah, I'm going to try yoga.
1: Do you do any yoga?
0: <laughs> I do not. Oh, but you got to do <laughs> you it. I, do you
1: it. know, I, if there's any advice I could give to myself like 10 years ago, I would say start yoga, please. Mm. Because after I started doing it, like I, I couldn't believe that I hadn't done it before. It's just mm. it makes your body, it makes everything in life easier, mentally, physically. Get into the yoga, trust me.
0: Alright, I'm getting to the yoga. Getting into the <laughs> yoga. Um, do you have any skating goals for 2022? Are you going to start a new project?
1: I do. I'm forming... I have this project that I'm working on. I have a name for it, but I don't know if that's the name it's going to stay with, so mm-hmm. I'm keeping it secret. Gotcha. But, but I, um, I really want to do a 1,000-mile unsupported ultra skate. So... Basically the project I'm setting up this year is I'm giving myself three different opportunities to try to achieve that. And
0: Mm
1: -hmm. my goal is just similar style to the Midwest ultra series, all of my own gear unsupported without a follow vehicle or anything. I want to try to cover a 1000 mile distance. And the goal would obviously be to do that in a pretty quick time span. Um, So yeah, that's, that's my, that's my main goal. Um, I did get my certification for the skate park
0: mm-hmm, skating yep. um,
1: here in Des Moines, Iowa. We just opened the largest outdoor skate park in the U S wow. And it's five minutes away from my house. Oh gosh. <laughs> so uh, I've been trying to set things up to start teaching. So hopefully by spring and summer, I will be teaching full time and I can sort of step a little bit away from the kitchen, which nice. will be nice. Um, nice. Cause then I get to do what I love all the time, which would be really cool. Yeah. So,
0: well, I, I believe you will accomplish your, your, your main goal. <laughs> I, I believe that already. Thank you. As well as uh, the teaching at the skate park. That's pretty cool. Um, last question. What's the most enjoyable thing about skating
1: to you? To me? You know, I've been asked this question a lot. And... I feel like the word freedom is always the first word that comes to mind. Yes, Skating has brought me a lot of freedom from, you know, in the physical world, it gives me the freedom of being able to get out and go almost anywhere. And Now I'm at a point where I'm proving I can go pretty far, Yes, which is fun. But also it's, it's given me a, a freedom of mind that I don't know – you know, I can't say how I would have achieved the freedom of mind I have without skating. It's brought me so many unique experiences. Um, you know, it's brought me into so many problems that I had to solve, um, mm-hmm. introduced me to so many people, opportunities and sort of opened my mind in in a lot of ways. So, you know, skating is it's like total freedom, freedom from yourself, but also freedom from everything, If if that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. That's how this. it's
1: been for me, and I and I, I really love it. And you know, generally when I see people skate and they know what they're, you know, when they, even new skaters when they're given a hand and they know what they're doing, I see the same smile on their face that I'm like, that's it, that's that feeling of freedom. They're mm-hmm. like, and now I've now that I'm so far and I've been skating for 27 years now. You know, I've seen that smile on so many faces that it's like, you know. <laughs> I know it's real. It's just got Mm -hmm. this magic to it. It's just so much fun.
0: Yeah, so authentic. Like, uh, I agree. I say this all the time (laughs) when I ask people like anything about cycling or skating, and they mention freedom, I'm like, I'm I'm there with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Any last words?
1: Uh. You know, none that come to mind other than, you know, thank you. I I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk about ultra skating. I've been doing this for, you know, almost almost six years of my skating career now. I've been just ultra skating. And sometimes I feel like I'm screaming into a void or maybe I'm just, you know, in the skating world or in the world of sports in general, sometimes I feel like I'm totally alone Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and so when people say whoa what the heck is ultra skating talk to me about it like I'm always thankful for anybody that wants to hear about it because it is you know such an incredible you know thing it's been such an incredible experience and I'm like I want to share it with other people and I would like to see other people ultra skating so thank you for for talking to me about it (laughs) yeah
0: you're welcome Uh, listen I am here for it uh I'm looking forward to seeing it grow Looking forward to seeing your next projects. I'm, I'm. Even if I don't do it, like I'm gonna do a, a marathon. I plan to do a marathon this year. But uh, even if I don't go past that, I'm still. I'm gonna watch your stories. <laughs> Look at your videos. <laughs> Thank I'm, you. I'm rooting for you. <laughs> Anybody that's doing this, I'm like yes. Like, and I'm gonna talk. Like, right before you know we started, I was telling someone about this. I was like, I just. I'm going to tell everybody.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you so much for being a guest.
1: It's my pleasure.
0: I'm a podcast. And uh, yeah, this is the Rolling With Tay podcast. I'm your host, Tasia, a.k.a. Tay. And thanks for listening. One more Rolling With Tay podcast? Well, follow on Instagram and Twitter at Rolling With Tay. Visit the blog, rollingwithtay.wordpress.com for more content and be sure to sign up for the monthly newsletter. And lastly, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Rolling With Tay.